Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. My buddy and I uh, got barbecue and they have beer there. Oh yeah, you said you were going to, you got some barbecue, some bomb barbecue some yesterday. Super good barbecue. And, uh, and then I got a cider and I've just been having weird reactions with alcohol lately. Mm. Like my body is like almost becoming, it seems like allergic. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it's like the regular getting old uh, hangover thing. Like I don't think that, I think it's way more than that. So it's kind of weird. Mm. Well, yeah, it's not good for you either way, but it, it, I feel like it's the, the, the best thing about alcohol is that it, it's acceptable. So you don't have to feel weird doing it. You don't have to put a lot of planning into it. Like it's easy to make it a social event. Right. If it's not that. Yeah. It's very much that it's very much a social. I mean, it's very much a lot of things for people, right? Like people love drinking it by themselves too. But um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. But so that's why it's weird. It's like, I know that I need a drink, probably not drink, Mm -hmm. maybe at all. Uh, And then, yeah, I get this kind of, it puts me in this weird uh, uh, mood almost. I wonder if it has to do with it being cold and like winter and tired and stuff like that too. So the last couple nights, also Amira has left and I've been with Amira sleeping next to Amira for like two, almost two years straight. Jeez. So she left and like, I'm not the one traveling Mm -hmm. because if I was, I would be totally passing out like normal, you know? (laughs) <laughs> and I've noticed that I've noticed that here I'm like getting in the bed and I'm just like, whoa, it yeah. seems so. So that's kind of been interesting too. Why do you think it is that we like sleeping with people so much? Because for me, I miss a lot of sleep when I'm sleeping with people, but I still like it. It's yeah. just the nurturing aspect of it. Like somebody's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like they're kind of medicine in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a physical reminder that of something. Yeah. Uh, but also like some sort of weird spiritual reminder too. It's very there's a softness to sleeping with someone, um, like a softness that we probably don't have for just ourselves. I guess in a weird way. I don't know. It's weird because I normally am the same. Like I'll totally yeah. miss sleep normally, but me and Amira for some reason we just sleep. We'll just yeah. like pass out. And it's been, <laughs> so it's been a big part of our relationship actually. Yeah. Because we discovered that we were really comfortable sleeping with each other. Mm-hmm. And that was like, okay, that's nice, you know, because yeah. I think I, uh, I actually know of a couple, actually, I think I know of a couple couples, older couples that have separate beds mm. and they sleep separately and stuff like that. Uh, I was just working in a house two or three days ago that we were replacing their doors uh, really beautiful doorways and a super hippie mm-hmm. couple, like um, lots of like Eastern stuff everywhere and re- really cool. It seems like very like uh, bohemian stuff. <clears throat> and she stays in the back cottage. That's insane. It's her own back. Apartment. That's insane. Yeah. And then he has the front house and he just, and they're older. So yeah. they have all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're the stuff that they've bought and collected, but they have two different housings. So it's pretty cool. (laughs) Not just separate beds, but literally having a separate house or separate living space in the back of another house. I'm totally into it. I think, I think it's a really cool idea, especially when you're older, probably maybe not 
your thirties or forties, you should probably, or, you know, maybe you start can you live with someone? Is it possible? Cause I, it's been an interesting dynamic for me to learn. Can I live with just Amira yeah. here? Um, we started getting on each other's nerves easy, easier. <laughs> pretty, it was pretty quick too. Yeah. Within just a week or so of being here, all of a sudden I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's different." Like it was kind of different. It is. At Davis, we had people in and out all the time. It was like we had a whole section to ourselves, but it was like perfect <laughs> because then we had the community going on too. We had lots of people in and out all the time here. Is like a totally different it's completely story. Different. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that when I spend a lot of time with one person, at some point, it becomes a pain uh, for them for me to leave. And then that like rushes off onto me. But that's the main part of it that I, I still don't like. Yeah, I'm 25, you know. <laughs> so I, I, like, I feel like it can be hindering my independence because of the emotional attachment can be so strong that it's just a pain for one or both of us for me to do something random. And like I used to do, um, like over the summer, I would go on these walks around it because Davis is safe. You know, young Davy is pretty safe. Super so, safe. So I would walk around Davis at 4 a.m. Yeah. And just think, you know, it was like a meditation for me. Big time. But I remember... Uh, Telling someone like, yeah, you know, I may or may not just get up at four in the morning and leave. And they're like, no, what? Where would you go? What? Oh, it's something I do. Yeah, yeah, it's something it's, I and, do. And it's like just not something I do now. But right, that it's is at least one way that it's affected me. That's kind of it's still weird in my mid twenties is people wanting me to be around, um, especially for no defined purpose. And that's like an extreme way that I experience it is sleeping with people. Wow, that's and an then, interesting way to view it. And then like at some point wanting to jump about. Um, you said that it, do the winter months normally, um, are they like more difficult for you? Is there like a mental health thing associated with winter? Um, I would say that that has been the case uh, for the last, yeah, yeah, probably few years in particular because I lived all of my 20s for the most part. I lived in um, really sunny. Well, okay, no, I left here in t- when I was 25. Yeah. And it gets cold here. But Beers in uh, Santa Cruz? I was in Santa Cruz till I was 25. Uh. And then from 25 to like 30... 30 or so I was in really warm places mm-hmm. and those are like really pivotal years yeah. like 25 to 30 are like because you're at your court what you think is a quarter life crisis and then you get to 30 and you're like oh it gets even gnarlier when you <laughs> get wow. 30 yeah you know you think it's a shit show now it's like it could become a really crazy shit show uh life decisions have to become better and better we have to make better choices and usually in making better choices, you have to learn better habits of dealing with the potentials and making better decisions comes with like experience of making shitty ones. And so when you're making shitty decisions and learning them from 20 to 25, that's one thing. But when you're 25 to 30 and you're still making shitty decisions and you're learning, you know what I mean? And and the same goes for now 30 to 35, I'm turning 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a couple months. And so what I've learned is what I'm learning is that there really is no formula 
And that's the interesting thing about math, actually, mm. is that there is lots of proof in the pudding yeah. with math. Yeah. It is, it, it's all, it's self-explanatory. It is, uh, it, it is, it's like this net, net natural law we were talking about yesterday a little bit, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like life, because there is no other comparative number for you, like we, we live in this world as though, because we see everybody and we're in a grid system and we're constantly competing in this kind of capitalistic yeah, and comparing driven. too and comparing specifically comparing is yeah. is the key to what you call or what not you specifically what people call progress right am, am, am i am i reaching a certain place i just did it just now like 30 to 35 there's these decisions right mm-hmm. so so i'm like almost like comparing like my story but dude there is no formula to like living life except like you said what your what your formula was yesterday where you said there is uh there is a measurement you could take in that are you are you progressing yeah are you taking steps towards progress yeah. then defining progress and so on and so forth and i think with with meditation and with um a constant like evaluation from afar like this kind of observing witness type of perspective instead of owning and reacting and constantly being stressed because this is happening and this is happening the more i've expanded people say expanding consciousness or expanding your mind or becoming awake you know you know a woke person is well, woke has kind of been misused uh, it's being recently. overly used <laughs> hyper overly used like yeah. so well, much it's, application it's kind of being used to say you agree with this set of ideas which may or may not be sound ideas in the first place so you know you uh and it's everybody else's sound ideas too in many ways yeah it's sjw for instance like none of that's woke at all well that's what i mean it's that you agree with these stances yeah and not because you've thought them through just because or not even because they're good just because these are our stances almost um ideological or dogmatic where these things are true because they're true. Ironically enough, because <laughs> yeah. that the whole approach, I think, from a lot of uh, younger standpoints have to be that there may there may not be a solid truth. There may not. No, I need to keep my mind open. Oh, you're racist. You're you're sexist. You're this. You're that. You need to keep your mind open. And then the irony is like that now that like people like Jordan Peterson and, and a lot of these people are able to like turn the turn the mirror back and point it at yeah. them and well, say, there's, there, yeah. People and that's who, the whole dome situation was like, are you fucking serious? Like what's yeah. wrong with all you guys? Well, you, you can't crazy. It, like a lot of, a lot of um, ideological stuff holds water in the absence of real critique. But once you have someone who really knows how to uh, give a thoughtful critique, then it doesn't, it's, it's really easy for them to point out some of the holes in, in an ideology. And that's part of the reason why people try to keep out competing ideas. If your idea sucks, then yeah, you don't want any competition. But in the age of the internet, there's there's no way around it. Yeah. Even, even if you set up a situation where it's dangerous for anyone to speak against you, there's still going to be some people who don't care. They care. They're, they're, they're more interested in ideas than they are scared of the punishment that comes 
from expressing themselves. Sure, sure. So it's not going to hold water anymore. And those guys that you mentioned are, are some of those people. Like, hey, it's the worst thing you can do is criticize a black person. Well, what if the black person fucks up, <laughs> right? Like, no matter what your identity is, you can mess anything. You could have a good stance, a bad stance, yeah. one that needs improvement. Yeah. There's no position that you can have that's completely... Um, uh, innocent that's it that, that that's flawless yeah there's no there's no identity that you can have that shows that your ideas are flawless because there is no ex, uh there is no such thing one as perfect yeah. per, for perfectism the idea that there is some sort of standard um yeah. i have a huge uh thing about why that's the case in our culture uh well i mean even on a societal level right because of numbers right we're constantly comparing and saying we see something's whole or is it made out of, you know, it's obviously there's fractions, right? So the reality is that we're made up of, of lots of different fractions, uh, different equations, different um, relevance. There is no one way, like I was saying a second ago, to like living the right life because there is yeah. no right life. Right. It's your life. And comparisons have a tendency to say right or wrong, yeah. right? We're judging. So in a weird way, it's kind of funny because at least in my view, it is racism to say, oh, this person's black. We always have to like protect them because, yeah, of, their, because of their, yeah. their uh, association of, of, and the, and the struggles. And then the white guilt thing that yeah. SJW and specifically at the domes, it sounds like with Shanita, like rolled with these punches where it's like, dude, are you fucking understanding that you're using, uh, the racism, um, veil or or filter if you will in defining situation instead of it being a human being exactly. in, interacting with a human being interacting with another human being interacting right we are all personalities i like to say that um we're all pepsi cans out in the ocean like you, you're you think you have all of this knowledge right you're only filled with so much salt water <laughs> and then the rest of the salt water is everywhere around you but you're content with what you know you know yeah. you're just like uh, because that's all you know. Well, we, the thing we're that, only the size yeah. of our Pepsi can, you know. And if you don't have the knowledge that you uh, will always be ignorant in your Pepsi can, then you're a whole different level than the people who have that knowledge. Yeah, it's almost like regardless of anything else you have in your can, if you know that you don't know, you're already a step ahead of everyone who doesn't know that. Because at least then you'd be willing to question your own ideas if someone else gives you a critique. You won't push them away. Even if it's like just <laughs> Instinctively. A, a plus one of knowledge in that if you're just a Pepsi can and you think just of this amount of, of whatever, if you're aware that there's that you are just this in this yeah. big ocean, you're at least one step ahead yeah. in, in many ways, it's right? A huge step in my view. And it's, it's a, a huge step. It's, it's, it, I think it's probably one of the only important things to know. <laughs> like universally is yeah. is is that uh that you don't have access to the vast majority of what's going on and you never really will <laughs> but that you can learn things as they become relevant to you and and as we move into that into that path we will eventually understand that it was never our responsibility to understand it all no yeah you just, know, just weird. What you need. It's this way on purpose. Like a, a social experiment sprung into existence, and then like 
Here, all right, let's see how this goes. In a weird, you know, that people identify that that idea as like this God creator kind of Western idea of a, of a you know, a human figure with human likeliness, like love and that God loves us and this and that. When it's like, what is one you like what does that even mean because yeah, the the, mean? the thing that created all of this like had to have been far there has to be so much more going on than just what we identify in our moral system as love or wrong or right or this or that and um we we but we want to land on logic right we want to land that's almost the bad and i don't know what you would how you would take this but i yeah. think that's almost a um, a criticism of something like the you know the idea behind math or or this this kind of concreteness yeah is that we see concrete but because we don't even know what how concrete works or why it, I mean we understand why how it works but who invented concrete this, well I think you know, the, I think <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah well, this is one of the areas where I think the math people again divide from a lot of people who haven't studied it is that it is it really isn't concrete at the high level it's concrete at the low level because some teacher is enforcing something mm -hmm. but at the high level math is just created through proofs they're just right. arguments that are based on certain assumptions right and and even more than that um there's there's basic axioms of math that are kind of like the the fundamental assumptions that a lot of uh, other things are built on top of. Now, I haven't advanced far enough to actually dive into the axioms. I just know that they exist. Right, right. But the, the point I'm making is that for the people who really care about it, they acknowledge more than anyone else that it actually isn't uh, a solid uh, castle. It's a sand castle that's built on things that are probably true. Right. But it's only if those things are true that... The rest of the sandcastle, which holds up. which is what makes it all together a sandcastle. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, re, people who are really into it know it's a sandcastle. People who aren't into it think that it's concrete. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that it's just sense. a sandcastle, but it's a great sandcastle. It's very useful. Yeah, and it's um, and again, the assumptions really are uh, use. So let's say we're talking about um something more concrete or something more normal, like. You're 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 a carpenter in a house. So you're trying to make a cupboard, right? Um, and you're you're saying, okay, if it's if this is the if these are the dimensions, the length and width, and this is how much wood I need to make it, and you use math to make that calculation. Well, it's still a sandcastle because the reality is our our, our way of measuring things is flawed. Um, we only have so much precision, mm. and um, nothing you're is have truly scraps. Yeah, nothing. Well, nothing is truly the measurement that you think it is. If right. you think something is twelve inches, no, it's not. Right. Twelve inches is just a, a rough summary. Yeah. That's in from our frame of reference. It's useful to think of it as twelve inches. Right. It's really something else. Sure. Right. It's it, the fractions away from twelve inches aren't important to us, so we just do away with them. Yeah, we. But do the reality general, is general. that. Yeah, we. But you're. The truth is you need that amount of wood if you assume it's actually 12 inches by 3 inches. Mm -hmm. But it's not 12 inches by 3 inches. Right. But it's useful to think it is. It's also not that when it's finally set and installed in place. Once it's installed, 
you had to do this, you had to do that. You to added really... some, yeah, that's a part of the craft of being a carpenter. Yeah. You, you add in these errors here yeah. and there. Yeah, you make because you, you know you, that it's not really what you thought it was. Yeah, it's you're either correcting errors or you're like um, allowing allowing for errors in many ways until you get there, and then when you see what it actually is supposed to look like, like for instance. Uh, last night or yesterday we demoed this kitchen and they had this really cool um like finished wood like this for a countertop and it was like a, almost like a surfboard like yeah. a long piece of burled wood super expensive super mm. expensive and um i actually texted my buddy just morning first thing um because i was thinking about i saved it to try to get Tim to, so Tim paints, right? He t- he paints yeah. the stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm trying to get him onto other materials mm-hmm. and like doing this and doing that. And we could take this wood and we could use a router instead of using paint. Okay. We could do, set all these lines and yeah. do all this crazy shit. And so I have this idea of, and he goes, uh, I already grabbed him doors. I already grabbed him doors with like, that wow. looks just like that, like that there. And yeah, because he works on pretty big uh, canvases. A door would actually be downsizing. Downsizing in a sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he wants to like do a table. And then, so I want to get him on a whole other realm and stuff. So I've been encouraged. And it's uh, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, we saved it, but he said he, the doors were good for now. And I go, oh, fuck, I don't want to bring that thing here and then go around town asking if someone would buy it because it is a big piece of Burlwood. Some some furniture place would might be interested in like, especially this one in Felton that I'm thinking of up in up, up Highway 9. Mm-hmm. But I also take on a lot. I take on a lot of different ideas of what could be good. Um, and then my days end up doing, getting filled up pretty good. Like yesterday I was like nonstop. I was yeah, exhausted. You are exhausted. Yeah, I was exhausted. <laughs> so when I got home and we laughed about it cause I was like, dude, I slowed down hard, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I thought first thing this morning, my brain goes, all right, you have to go pick that piece of wood up. And I was like, you can't, he, Tim doesn't want it. You can't do anything here. You don't have the tools, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you just gotta give it up. So, um, we're having a guy go and pick up a couple other things to take to the dump. And mm-hmm. it's a huge bummer because this piece of wood was going to be, um, a math, a math project because it was going to be, what am I going to do with what remaining access I have? Because it was a table on, um, a, like a, literally a half wall, yeah. it was like a half wall. Let's pretend that this was up to here and it was a bar setup. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Wow. I'm like, okay, if you do a table, if you do this, you do that, you get this. And so I was looking forward to the creative, like being able to like come up with all of that and experience yeah. putting putting together that. Yeah. But then I go, but the simple fact is, is that you have enough like math in your day that you have to add all of these up and this has to come to this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and just let this piece go. Yeah. And, uh, so it bummed me out, but I texted him. I was like, dude, I'm not going to, I changed my mind. I'm not going to be able to deal with that. Have him, have him take it. Yeah. So, and that's just, <clears throat> I just mentioned that because it's like, um, the reason I thought of it as a math project is because there's two big chunks taken out where it was set into another wall, like yeah. right here. So there's two big chunks that are missing and, uh, and then the rest of it is really legit but we would have to cut yeah. and do. So it would have been extensive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of what I've wanted to start doing back here in Santa Cruz is like really establishing this as home is being involved with my hands, things mm-hmm. that are like very grounding. 
And um, so I, I was getting a little too big for my britches, though, I guess, with, <laughs> with it. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take this and we'll make a table out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and I get home last night. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. What do I have to do tomorrow? Oh, the Internet's out. Oh, great. The Internet's <laughs> out. Da, 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 da. You know, so it's just funny how your days kind of like they continue. Now, this table, you, you were beginning to tell a story about... Uh, making this table and uh the cabinet behind this so you've you, you're really into the wood projects in particular oh yeah i didn't make these you didn't make about you oh, okay 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 yeah no no um i actually do remember specifically what you're talking about i was uh i was kind of in a position where i was trying to look so i spent a bunch of time trying to hang that that canvas and then I, I hung the, the art and I look and I see that it looks mainly like I'm worshiping a TV though, because mm. this is basically what we're doing sitting on the ground here is creating a certain vibration of like humility. Like we've totally enjoyed eating dinner here. Yeah. And I was, Amira was like, oh no, we need a dining room table. And then I was like, oh, we're going to, it'll be good on the coffee table for a while. Trust me. Yeah. And then she's now preferring that we do this instead of getting a dining table because it, it is very cool when you just sit and you kind of, you're sitting on the ground, you're in like, you know, cross-legged and you're eating your dinner and there's a certain, uh, sanctity almost about it. And then I, I looked at this and then I looked at that cabinet and I was like, oh, and then that's like really, um, detailed and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And that's beautiful. But then the most beautiful thing is this like television <laughs> But last night when I came back and I looked at it, I looked and in the sense that we're worshiping it, you know, because mm -hmm. worship, all worship is, is gazing. That's all it is. People, people think that worship goes, there's all of this extensive shit. Mm -hmm. That's Western. Western idea goes into when you worship something, you have to please it. And when you have to please it, you have to have a standard of behavior or gift giving or this or whatever. Super weird, by the way. What's that? <laughs> I, the, that I, jump? Well, no, I, I think that the pleasing in worship is oh, weird. pleasing, I know. Because um, when it's applied to the universe, it just doesn't make any sense. the universe doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's you're not... You're just existing. Yeah, yeah like when you, when you say, oh, universe, you're so great. It's like, there's nothing you can do that'll change the state uh, of the universe as it is. Yeah, in my yeah. view, or it doesn't seem to be the case. So if you're doing something like singing... It seems to be so that humans can hear the singing. Humans like singing. Yeah, the oh, universe, yeah. I don't know. It's identifying something that you think also that you think that thing wants. Yeah. But here's the thing. You could just go to a concert <laughs> that's set up for humans and it involves singing. Okay, and then sure, you can sure. have the same kind of, uh, or you can have some form of, a, of, of an experience. Along the tone of that line, the tone of that idea, uh, Alan Watts, I was listening to a lecture and he said something that was so good one time uh, and I've remembered it ever since. When you're sitting at church and you're sitting in the pew there and you're listening to the preacher talk, the preacher is telling you that this is God's word and this is what God says and yeah. this and that. And you're sitting there listening and you're filtering what you're hearing and it is pretty obvious that you are the one that's deciding if this guy's telling the truth or not. Yeah. And then if you you think that he's telling the truth and that the truth is that God is this, God is that, you're making the the really the ultimate decision, yep. which is what God's supposed to do. Yeah. So right then and there, just because of the tools that we have, our ears, our brain to like, 
And I love telling people, specifically Christians these days, because I grew up Christian. Mm-hmm. And so um, a big part of getting to the root of let's let's not delve so far into ideologies being totally true and you're super convinced of them. Because anytime you think something's true, all that happened in your brain was an electricity little yeah. spark because of neurons exchanging information. And, and you got this kind of connectivity aspect to you confirm in your brain that this is true all of it is is electricity Mm. and it's inside of your brain and your brain alone yeah no one it just shared that immediate thought the sharing of those thoughts is culture culture is the sharing of like does this sound good to you oh yeah this sounds good to you okay cool let's run with this yeah which is why we obviously recognize something like dictatorship violence uh, propaganda hopefully most people don't actually observe that right away that that's the, almost the nature of propaganda is it's hidden in a lot of ways but if you're observing something you're worshiping it sort of because you're allowing its content to begin to uh for a lot of people define define yeah. things but that's why i think it's so important to um, ask questions to 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 have the ability to be exposed to something and not immediately be convinced by it, but to give it a chance to have some kind of a process. Conditioning. To where you could say, okay, I will consider this, but let me also actively look for areas where it doesn't make sense and ask follow-up questions. And then if it passes the test of time, then it's more likely to be true. And yeah. if it doesn't, then it's unlikely that it's true. But you you should be able to change that probability with new information. Well, you can't, you should be able to, but that's, that's not if there's an all like almighty powerful God involved with this like permanent yeah. place of paradise called heaven. That's eternal. And you, you don't know about it yet because you ha- you're not dead yet. Right. So there's these concepts that have been thrown into the ideas about unapproachable times even uh, you won't ever be able to approach this until you die so mm. you you better just live your life believing it because well we say it's true so people are never questioning and i think that's the conditioning in, in many ways uh prior to religion is just societal square grid thinking is that I have to use this road to get to this well to fill up my my bucket. I have to do it every day. And if I don't have access to this well, I it's gonna be bad, right? Yeah. So we're yeah. used to we're used to these ideas of stories happening. And the reason why perhaps we are doing people want explanations for why one we're here. And then two, um, what are we doing here? And if you could like, it's just like consumerism, give people what they want, which is an explanation and they'll, they'll soak it all up as though it's completely true because they don't want to question. You say, oh, you know, it'd be best if we like constantly like updated this information, but the, but that's almost the antithesis of, of Christianity specifically. And a lot of religiosity is no, this is what happened. And it's like, how do you know? And one or, or two, 
why does it matter to you specifically? You don't live any, like, you You have nothing going on except for the loss of culture in, in America and the addition of, like, the completely zombified culture, basically, actually. you're There's little identification with, like, activity and presence and, and engaging nowadays and way more along the lines of isolation. We're becoming an isolated culture very quickly Yeah. with the guise of it being social. It's literally called social media. But it's not. It's yeah. anti-social media. It keeps your fucking face on your phone. And um, altogether, I think we're shifting. I read an article recently about that was interesting that said religions actually become less and less important for a lot of people yeah. because of phones. And I totally agree. I think it's, <laughs> because I think of it's, phones. Because of phones. Yeah. Religion will become, and just like lots of things in life, will become less important because we're going to be so addicted to our culture, which is this is a device that's reflective of me. Elon Musk was talking with Rogan and said, oh, we're already, um, uh, what was the word? Um, when you're like half robot. Cyborgs. cyborgs. Yeah. We're already it's cyborgs. True. It's true. Well, we were cyborgs as soon as we used the hammer too. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. mean, the fact that we uh, have this kind of extended, the fact that we invent stuff and then extend our abilities out is already kind of the beginning of that. The only difference is with cyborgs, it's the extension of the mind instead of the extension of the physical body. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, the mind is only special to us. It's not actually... It doesn't seem to be all that special in the universe. It seems to just be uh, another thing that works. We don't know how it works Some yet. Some strange but, compilation. I mean, well, we didn't know how the heart worked. You go back far enough, and we don't really... We're not fascinated by the heart anymore because we understand it mechanically. You can model it. You can create a brand new artificial heart now. Yeah, I mean, out of like silicone and yeah. all this crazy shit. It's just when we don't understand shit that it's fascinating. It's not that it's inherently uh, magical that makes something fascinating. It's just we're too dumb to figure it out. And then once we figure it out, then it pretty quickly is no longer fascinating to us. That's interesting you say that because um, for a very long, really long time, it's been acknowledged that science doesn't know where consciousness is, the connectivity of consciousness in the brain. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, two groups, one from like Ghana, I think Ghana, and one from Canada, uh, separate colleges mm -hmm. that they combined on this one study. Yeah. Uh, and feel as though they, uh, and they've published a couple papers about um, certain areas of the brain that have um, these particular chemicals that, that uh, be, become manufactured. And I'm trying to remember what the whole, why they connected the dots with the, with the consciousness. Well, let me make a prediction. Consciousness seems to me to be an algorithm. So I, I don't think it'll come from the world of chemistry. I think it'll just be something that people figure out uh, structurally, like mathematically. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, anything that involves processing at its root is... Um, anything, that anything that involves uh, signal processing at its root is mathematical. Right, right. And there's a lot of different ways you can create signals and receive them and whatnot. But the, the heart of signal processing is like, you know, can you detect something? Yeah. Like one of the most fundamental things in signal processing is like, um, if there's a, can you detect the dot? So there'll be like some gray area. And if it's a clean black dot, then it's easy to detect. But the more that the dot blends in with the background, the harder it is to detect. And um, 
basic signal detection stuff like that is kind of like it's a it's a probability discussion at its base at mm-hmm. its root it's not really a discussion of physics mm-hmm. but i don't i mean I, this is what i suspect is that consciousness is some kind of a process through which something that is able to compute enough can also recognize itself in a number of specific ways which which may be like the an underlying if not the 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 obvious characteristic of consciousness yeah i think that's the ability to to recognize that it it is functioning yeah there's some sort of function and you go what's what is function why am i even thinking about function oh it's because i am functioning yeah right um people it's almost that i i think therefore i am aspect right this idea of um are is this really happening or is this not happening and descartes says well i'm actively thinking i must be at least happening yeah and um i mean that's the breath of god right the i am is is the yahweh idea of like breath being breathed for you um Mm -hmm. that's kind of a a weird transition into like eastern thought too is that uh you are being breathed mm-hmm. you are not in control of consciousness uh in addition to not being in control of like your loss of consciousness out on this earth right walking around with all the dangers and all the strange i mean it's strange that someone created something in a meat sack bones in a meat sack walking around in this really strange uh, nervous system and electrical impulses and this all of the connective tissues and all whatever mind thought of all of this and then said oh and then it was first because it had the idea of consciousness god first thought of consciousness because god is conscious right so that's why we relate to god in the western ideas Mm. is we relate to god because we recognize what we are we must be special it's basically based in being special which is a yeah. huge problem a huge huge problem. it's a huge problem right you you can't assume that the god that that did all of this and thought thinks like you because you don't think like this you yeah. think you do and, well the thing is we create some stuff and we kind of have extrapolated that to the extreme of saying well everything where it comes we're, into existence through creation we're acting as god but we're manipulating matter that's already been present yeah we're not creating shit we're just manipulating things that we see and then we think oh i made this no you didn't you went and collected materials did you invent those materials did you bring those materials out of nowhere Mm -hmm. are you able to just magically make some sort of weird structure like um an octopus or a a, a just simply like a piece of wood you know, or the idea of an yeah, atom. We don't create atoms. We're just, yeah, you're right. We're just manipulating things that have already gone through a really long process of getting to that point. Right. And then saying, yes, right. this is creation. And uh, not only that, the entire universe is creation of this type, manipulating things after the fact. Yet somehow it's also fundamentally uh, the way everything came in into existence. It's not really a, a great idea. It's not it's like you hit at the heart of it when you said, did you create the stuff that you're playing around with? Yeah, exactly. No. Okay. So that's the limit of that type of creation. And the mind that created this, this, these meat sacks that walk around with like bone structure as like this, I need a frame, right? So the bones are the frame of this, this body. 
the original thought, the, the only reason you would build a body and a frame and a this is that is if you had the idea of consciousness already, right? You're going to make something conscious, something that is going to be its own robotic type of figure. So Maybe, you have but to basically not, build not it. Not really, especially if you think that humans are really the only conscious ones. Then consciousness is, is completely, uh, it's not really, it has nothing to do with the purpose of these things coming together. Uh, and, and, yeah, 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 totally. Well, and, anim and animals the assumption and plants that there's and minds. I mean, look at the creation of a mountain. What mind created a mountain? There's no mind. It's just oh, the exactly. tectonic plates. Well, that's the thing. So though, why that, even assume that there's any minds involved? And that's a great point because in my, well, I had a really specific experience that wasn't necessarily based in my conditioning. I think with ayahuasca mm -hmm. where it wasn't, it wasn't my, um, pre-existing condition. I mean, a lot of people could say this is convenient for me to say, uh, but it wasn't so much that I had to have a God that sprung all this into existence. It was more of like observing what, what may be the point of what's going on altogether. And, um, I experienced this kind of, um, well, the, the assumption in the question is that there is a point Yes. It could just be a bunch of stuff's happening. You're you're already kind of fucking up by saying that you have to discover a point. Yeah. You're already like you're already speaking another language as far as maybe this the ultimate if there is a creator or whatever didn't want us to know. Well, here's the thing. One person farts, another person smells a flower. You could ask the question, well, what's the point of those things happening, you know, on the same day? Mm -hmm. But the framing of the question reveals the assumption, which is that there's some connecting fiber between the fart and the person smelling sure, the flower. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Maybe there's just two independent events. In that these events are a happening, right? Yeah. So we can jump from this kind of physical idea of what's going on into a spiritual realm, as, as kind of strange as that might sound, pretty easily yeah. by saying, is there any, is there really anything that... It can be defined, right? Yeah, or, or <clears throat> because it's in the question, like, you're assuming there's a connection, but the question is, why would you even assume there's some connection? You know, because that's what we do. Yeah, what and we that's do is and assume. that is our that's one of our fundamental biases that yeah, you yeah. that it takes a lot of time to kind of recognize, take a step back and look at, like, wow, I do this, no matter how smart or stupid it is, I just do it. This I is a part it. of being a human. It's a part like of a primal, trying to find connections. Primal instinct oh, to look, surviving. There's, there's Pisces. Those yeah. stars are just, you know what I mean? We're just yeah. looking at the universe from a certain perspective. Yeah. We see the same stars because that's where we are in the universe. And in, in, in the universe for all of the time that people were looking at the stars, they were looking not only for direction because that it, it was the association of where they were, but because it was for direction, it became a symbolic figure for people. The yeah. stars would tell a story mm -hmm. about what has happened, what will happen, yeah. all of the above. And um, I, I don't think that that's actually a really, it shouldn't be that big of a surprise if you really think about it. It's not. No. I mean, we're constantly making up stories. Look at, we have an entire Hollywood industry where you can get paid billions or something just to create stories. Yeah. That's how important it is for us as yeah. a species. It's probably the most important thing. It's invigorating. Uh, a it's really to, good it's story. It's to create right? a storyline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is interesting. We do, we want some sort of storyline. 
Um, there's an author named Donald Miller who a few years ago wrote a really interesting book and it was a spin on Christian, um, writing. Uh, he wrote a book called blue light jazz (laughs) and it actually became a movie and he became pretty successful because he approached it from kind of the, almost more of a Zen, um, hippier (laughs) standpoint where, okay, I'm going to believe in this idea about Jesus and stuff like that, but I'm going to do it from kind of a, a more emergent or, or hipster, almost like a hipster take on, on yeah. like the Western church. Yeah. And, uh, he, his branding after blue light jazz was stories. He then sold these books, but he went around and talked about storytelling. Yeah. So he was really creative because he went from not just writing books, but he wanted to, instead of just doing book, book tours and signing, he wanted to lead workshops on how to tell a better story yeah. with your life. You yeah. know, and that's doing the whole God thing. And so, so really interesting becoming kind of familiar with that fact, because like, I think the first thing that we started talking about when we sat down was um, we we don't know exactly um, how to do any of this because there really is no formula. It well, is, but however, there are constraints. They are all constructs. There, yes, there, exactly. Well, no, there there are constraints. There are things oh. that, no matter what we think, they're just true. Like um, to me, the biggest constraints are that you have to eat. You have no matter what you do in your day, you have to eat. You stop eating, you'll die. Yeah. Okay, got to do that. Okay, you got to drink water. Okay, got to do that. Okay, and 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 you get to a point where it's like there's more primal needs, but then you you keep progressing, and they're more they become psychological needs. Like, do you have to love? No, but kind of. <laughs> like, if you're in a good enough position where that's a possibility, then you do. But if you're not in a good enough position where that's not really something you're thinking about, you're thinking about getting food on the table, then you don't. Yeah. And it's like the needs kind of, you know, they, they have their own priority. But once you knock out the one below, you're pretty much <laughs> the next one up. That's what you have to focus your energy on. And those people that then take that on and define what is it that I have to love? How much do I love it? You're defining love on a case, almost like a, not a case by case basis, but there's this like assumptive that you know what like love is, right? And so this yeah. concept of like whatever love it is a concept, it's this kind of idea of um, a lot of different things, obviously. I think it's a group of like nine different ideas that can all be parsed and, right, and totally. they can all have their, but it's just not worth the energy and effort to do that because even if you did that, if you're just talking to a normal person, then it's better to just use the term love and then they'll say "Eh, ballpark it's like a it's like a sloppy uh general term yeah yeah. relating to humans being close to each other why are humans close to each other well there's a lot of reasons why right and some are completely different from the others but since we don't really want to put in the energy it's like the eskimos have they say a bunch of words for snouts yeah totally because they care about it it makes a difference in their lives I think they're it, familiar with it. They're familiar with it. The, the, it's 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 worth the the amount of energy that it takes to make that a cultural item. It's worth that amount of energy for them, or it has been in the past. The ancestors have decided, yes, it's worth it for us to make these distinctions. But for us, I mean, for some people, it might be worth it. 
to do that for love, but probably for most people, probably not. So right. there's, you know, there's going to be like well, jargon. You become aware of that as you experience life too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you experience, Oh, I loved this as a kid. Now I haven't thought of it in yeah. years. Oh, I love this person while I was in high school. Oh, okay. Well, you haven't seen them in 15 years. Oh, I love, you know what I mean? We're yeah. constantly like, you realize this is not really a well-defined thing, but it's good enough. There's a general idea about like it being a good thing or whatever. Yeah, it's good. Do you want to do you want to you wanna, um, continue this after we get food? Yeah. That, yes. That Actually, sounds like a cool done. idea. Uh, let me do a most important question. Oh. It's time for the most important question in the, the universe. Most important question <laughs> in the universe. Leap or jump? Leap or jump? <laughs> hmm. Leap, leap or jump. That's so funny because I mean, I feel like there are two differences in those words, but one never has thought of the difference between leaping and jumping, mm. I think. Um, so that is a really good question because it's. If, if, uh, if experience has taught me anything about like, what is it that what is it that you, what where what is the spirit you have to have when approaching the situations that are going to really change your like life mm -hmm. and and usually that means being super present mm -hmm. means being extremely aware of what's going on right now you have to i think jump into that situation as quickly as possible as soon as you can get where you need to be uh, i think jump has a more than rather than leap has a more um right now mm kind of um jump feeling like jump is the one that has the right now feeling because of this uh jump off a cliff yeah jump off this jump off you're jumping off some sort of structure that you think is keeping you stable um what i'm finding in my own life is that i kind of have known all, all the, the whole time what to do but i've been thinking about it for my whole adult life i've been going over with the ego I've been going over in my head like what does this mean what does that mean instead of spending all of my time completely present mm -hmm. and soaking up everything for what it is that requires me to like we got to go for it like oh this this person called and this is an opportunity oh my god yeah we got to go today mm. like we got to go right now um and if there's also, there's also been another lesson too, in that you got to jump back sometimes <laughs> because you thought, you know, you think something is like working yeah, and it isn't, you need to jump the fuck out of there too. Hella 
cops, helicopter, draw the whole lot, cartographer, think about dots, philosopher, check the bars with a barometer, not a day without chefing, that's negligence, don't trust what I say, check the evidence, it all depends on the mold you were shaped in, what you make from the leaves that you break in, either you get it or you don't. Either it's burnt bread or it's toast. Either a wavelength or a note. Either a joke or a real quote. Either use it or lose your vote. Strawberry, blueberry. One berry, two berry. That's a snack, blackberry. Hey, do I really want the stem or the cherry? Not the most musical, more Dr. Seussical. All my work's useless, I keep my dick usable. I'm a nuisance, the proof's in the juices. Finish all your trick and your sig, big mutants. She smoked that estrogen and progesterone. Threw it in the vape, took it to the dome. Fuck it, I might hit the testosterone. Chef's cut, dopamine with some melatonin. I can't tame it if it's too tame. I can't name it, it's a new name. Left right when the life came. Every night play the dice game. Draw the line through the right planes. Is it mean if I don't mean it? What's a fucking mean mean to a deviant? And not to diss you, but you stop chefing. I don't miss you, I have no tissue. Strawberry, blueberry. One berry, two berry. That's a snack, blackberry. Hey, do I really want the stem or the cherry? I keep it one more than a thousand. I see these sheep charged up, keep it rounded. Somebody show these where the pound is. I think the kitchen's getting crowded. Same place, different state. Same shit the chefs love, the sheep taste. My beats in a briefcase. Never cheap with the beefsteak. Nothing free in that sweepstake. I think they're locked into the optics. I'm like the opposite. I'm like their compliment. I'd rather say a lot with a little. Sold the violin, got a fiddle. If you don't experiment, you don't walk. You want to talk? Are you really about the chalk? Then please shut the fuck up. Enough is enough. Sheep ass arguments get your tongue cut. Strawberry, blueberry. One berry, two berry. That's a snack, blackberry. Hey, do I really want the stem or the cherry? 